So as if rising interest rates weren't bad enough, imagine being denied basic banking services. That's a reality for an increasing number of personal and business customers these days. It's become such an issue. The Australian government is now taking a close look at it. For more, let's take a close look. We're joined by Will Banks of Shillings Capital. Uh, talk to us about what debanking actually is. Yeah, so debanking is when a bank closes your account, sometimes for a reason that's disclosed, but quite often it's undisclosed and therefore there's a lack of uh, transparency. Um, and the bank is actually under no obligation to even provide you with, with a reason uh, for unbanking or even provide you with those services. I'm thinking about Nigel Farage in the United Kingdom who has made news over the past couple of weeks because he was debanked. That's correct. Uh, and actually, uh, I think three other members of his family now have been debanked as well um, since his has been closed. Uh, it's happened in Canada. Uh, it's happened in Australia. I mean, it's, it's, it's happening across the globe, really, um, uh, where banks are just deciding they no longer want to uh, have a, a company or an individual um, as a customer anymore. So they just debank them. And there's been somewhat of a debate about whether it's a bit of a cancel culture situation, a bank wanting to do business or to represent someone. Um, that obviously has probably been going on through history, but it's become more minute with people these days. What uh, has led to this? Do we have any idea? Some of the banks saying, no, it's not actually about um, debanking them because of their political beliefs. It's actually they haven't had enough money in their account, which has gone below the threshold that we would expect. Well, in Nigel Farage's case, they first of all, they claimed that, that he, he didn't meet the financial requirements. Then that was then uh, shut down, that that wasn't true. Uh, I mean, there's a range of reasons the banks generally uh, give when they do give a, a, a reason. It can be due to inactivity, it could be overdrafts that are, are continuously breached. It could be suspicious or criminal behaviour being unresponsive to uh, a bank's communication, identification issues. But then there's also a big, especially in Australia, there's a big subset of that, where if you think about First Nations, 75% of First Nation people had difficulty uh, even getting access to financial services uh, or even getting a bank account. Why is that the case? The banks, it's a free market. So the banks can decide who they want to bank with when they don't want to bank with them. Um, there's a whole range of commercial reasons uh, that we, we're not necessarily party to in terms of why they don't want to bank with us. Uh, and as I say, they're under no obligation to provide it. So let's talk about the government's responsibility here, because we know the banks are heavily guarded. We know that the banks have a lot of regulations. It's surprising that there aren't regulations around this or are there. What's the government hoping to achieve? Yeah, so it, it is becoming a problem. So at the moment, the, the banks are under no obligation at all to provide any level of transparency or, tra or, or statistics to the government or the regulators. Um, on the 28th of June uh, this year, uh, the Australian government did propose an agreement with the banks to be able to collect debanking data from them. The Treasury will work with, the, uh, with APRA, the Australian Prudential Regulator Authority, and four of the banks to design and scope that voluntary data collection to ensure that the, you know, the data that's collected is useful. Um, and this was actually off the back of the, the Council for the Financial Regulators uh, advice in August 2022, and then later on in October 22, where uh, Austrac and the ACCC and the Department of, of Home Affairs got involved, which actually resulted in a, a, a Senate committee report and hmm. uh, a potential policy for debanking. Do we have any sort of a timeline for any sort of solution? Not a timeline. Um, I think it's 
kind of an ASAP. Uh, I mean, they're, they're looking at debanking data. They want to have that received. They want uh, to introduce transparency and fairness measures, as in why are people debanked? Why has this occurred? Um, they want uh, the regulators to be kept up to speed, as in the changing attitudes and app appetites of banks as to why they are debanking customers. And they also want to provide the banks to provide better education in various sectors, such as crypto and other customers where there is a risk of debanking. Yeah, really interesting. I mean, we've always heard the term Swiss banks, the idea that they are just straight down the line. They don't care who they do business with. So we're talking about a lot of Western banks here who are essentially making these decisions. Do we know who at the bank actually makes these decisions? It's quite often within the compliance and risk department. Um, they will take a view uh, and work on individual circumstances and over the whole of a sector or a particular geo-economic uh, group in terms of what are the risks associated with them. And then off the back of that, they will then decide if they want to not only not onboard them or whether or not they'll actually offload them by debanking them. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, Banks, we'll leave it there for now. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. And that is a program for now. For more, you can head to tickernews.co. We have a finance section there. You can get the latest on finance news and stories just like these. I'm Aaron Young. Do hope to see you soon.